Great morning, great morning, grand rising. What up though? Happy, happy Thursday. What's good? Hey y'all, welcome back to Quinas Corner. I know you guys missed me last week. I need to just take a week to just decompress. But um I've I've been having a day, okay? A day. I just I just finished an interview at five o'clock. Um only for me to have asked the kids to watch Baby Miles while I do the interview because I'm on you know, they're on a, another level than I'm on. Only for three minutes right before the interview's about to over, I hear him crying at the door and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why can I hear him crying? Y'all, Peyton them brought Miles downstairs, and as I'm sitting on the phone, and I'm thinking the crying, like, kind of goes away from the door, I hear it start to get louder. I couldn't even pay attention to what the woman was saying. I know she told me to check, if I have any questions, to check with the recruiter that reached out to me. Y'all, 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 why do I get off the interview, and Peyton is sitting in the living room holding a crying mouse? I'm like, yeah. What what is happening? What is going on? He's been wanting you for the last few minutes. That's why I came down. I asked three teenagers to watch one one year old. I sent them upstairs with snacks for him, and they know the shows that he likes to watch. He really likes Miss Rachel. Like I, when I tell y'all, I was so frustrated. I'm just like, and then someone calls me, and the woman on the phone is like, he's like babbling like a baby and she's like I, I can't hear you and I'm like oh my god miss please <laughs> just <sighs> then I look in the sink it's a sink full of dishes and I need to cook y'all this is real life this is real life anyway um this episode is gonna be what it was like to live in a religious household um growing up uh I didn't celebrate any birthdays, holidays, nothing like that. The only holiday there's not even a holiday, but the only thing we celebrated was the, the death of Jesus Christ. That was it. Nothing else. Nothing else. So all the birthday parties, all of that, nope. Actually, to be honest, to this day, um I have not had a birthday party. Unless I threw it for myself. And it wasn't, like, a party party. Like, I, I've never had a party. Like, like I've invited people out on my birthday, which I said I'm not doing no more. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. It's what I was going to do for my 40th. And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't want to invite people out to celebrate me because that's, it's just not really, it's not in my heart to do. Like, if I'm going to go out and do something, I'm going to do it. But I don't want to do it on my birthday. Like, no, mm-mm. So, never celebrated the birthday, and there weren't conversations had. I think about how I talked to the twins, and none of those conversations were really had. You know how they have the birds and the bees conversations your parents have with you? Maybe you, I don't even know. Did your parents have the conversation with you? Mine's really ain't, ain't really go that way, and we was kind of, me and my sister was kind of boy crazy. You know how they say, you know, the church girls get out there and they just like, oh my God, they wow. Like, if your parents didn't talk to you or have the type of relationship with you, yeah, that's what's exactly going to happen. Because my parents are strict. 
There was no dating. There, there was none of that. None of that. And you didn't get to play with the other kids. Like, the, you didn't get to hang. I didn't get to hang out with the kids who went to school with me. None of that. They was go to school, come home. That was it. Never went to prom. I just, I know you're like, what? Oh my goodness. No, no senior trip in high school. It was none of that. None of that. Um, we couldn't hang out with the other kids because it was considered worldly. Like any of the kids who didn't go to the same, um, who didn't have the same religion as us were considered worldly kids. We couldn't hang out with them. Nothing. It was only inside of our organization that we could hang out with kids and their families because they all had the same faith as us. Um, it, it was a, it was a lot growing up. It, it was a lot. Um, my mother entrusted, um, one of the teenagers that was in the same, um, congregation that we were in and, um, she entrusted him to walk me my sister home one day while she finished up her hair. Um, we had to be maybe six, seven maybe five between five and seven somewhere somewhere around that age we were still taking naps like we took naps during the day and um we like to camp out on the floor in our bedroom with those covers down kind of like a fort sound i was napping and then i woke up and i woke up to a weird feeling um and i woke up to my hand rubbing his penis mind you he was a teenage boy at the time and um my mother always had conversations like, we don't let people touch us. It was never a conversation about, you don't touch other people. I guess maybe that thought maybe never crossed her mind or it just, and um, I literally, like he never did anything else to me, but I kind of dozed back off and went back to sleep. Um, He never said anything to me. I just looked, he looked at me, I looked at him and I closed my eyes back like, okay, whatever. Um... And I never knew what a, like, I knew, um, my mother called our vagina, our private, it was our private. Um, that's why I teach my kids the correct names of their anatomy. I don't do the private or the chip bag. I forget all the crazy names people give, they tell their kids to call. No, please tell them the correct anatomy to call their body parts. Um, there was a whole big thing that broke out within the congregation where it was found out that a lot of the older kids were touching the younger kids and the younger kids weren't really saying anything until like someone who maybe visited it happened to them and they came out and um nothing ever happened to them nothing ever happened to the older kids and that sat with me for a very long time for a very long time i wondered why nothing ever happened to them um like I told you guys, I was a bit boy crazy. I remember um, I had a quote-unquote boyfriend. He wasn't really a boyfriend, but, you know, we got voted best couple. <laughs> we got voted best couple in our middle school. And it was in the yearbook and everything, honey. You had to see my parents' face when I put the yearbook home, honey. Ooh-hoo. They was like, couple, what? Yeah, it's like everybody knew. Everybody knew in the school, but um, I had gave him um, a... a uh, a note with all these like questions kind of sexual questions mind you I had never done anything as much as um what they call like second base just, never just a kiss and touch or whatever um 
And I learned these things not from talking to my mother, but the girls I was hanging out around in school and watching stuff on TV. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. And um, I thought I was, you know, I got a boyfriend. This is what a girlfriend's supposed to do. Somehow the letter got into the wrong hands. One of the administrators found it. I remember her. I remember her name. I do. She was a she was a black woman. She found the, the thing. Um, I think I wrote my name on it. Um, and I was the only girl in, in the school with that name, like only girl. Uh, so she ended up calling my mother. My mother came up. She gave the, the letter to my mom. My mom was reading it. My mom was crying, and I fell back. So my mom was crying. And my mother was like, "I didn't raise her this way." And I remember. Um, mind you, I'm in middle school, still getting to be in, still getting to be in. Yeah, my parents believed in spankings and beatings, um, until, I don't even know. I honestly don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I know, um, at a certain point, they just stopped. I don't know when. I remember I had a note in my pocket from a boyfriend. Um, I think it probably was the same guy. I had a note and I had it in my pocket and I came back from my grandmother's house and my mother was asking something about money. If they gave us money, we used to go to my grandparents on her side. We would go to their house all the time and they would give us money. And I think she was asking me if my grandmother from my dad's side gave me money and I kind of was smirking because my hand was in my pocket and I was leaving my hand in my pocket. And um, I guess she thought I had money in my pocket or something, and I wouldn't give it to her. I wouldn't show her. And she was trying to pull my hand in my pocket, but I was really holding the letter. Child, me and my mother was tussling, baby. We was tussling. Mind you, I'm in middle school, tussling with a grown woman, baby. That was not. And she was angry, honey. Girl. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty wild. It was it was pretty it was pretty wild. Um. Then we, we were, we left, we moved from the area where we grew up and moved somewhere else. So we started a new congregation, same faith, same religion, just a new, um, a new, uh, congregation we were with. And, um, in that congregation, I made some friends who I'm still friends with to this day. Um, that's when we moved, I think freshman year, freshman year of high school, we moved. And when we moved... Shortly after we moved, um, my sister became pregnant. Yeah, my twin sister became pregnant. And my parents were furious. Because could you imagine your, I think we were 16, 15, 16-year-old daughter walking around. She's coming to, you know, all all the events and things where everybody else is coming. And um, uh, sex is supposed to be safe for when you're married. That's when it's for when you marry. You wasn't supposed to have sex before marriage. It was frowned upon, like many other religions. Um, it's frowned upon. Um, so to see that your teenage daughter was pregnant was a big, oof, oh, my gosh. No, I don't want you to hang out with her because she is a baby. I don't want you to hang out with her. And um, we were kind of like, people looked at us like, hmm, them twins is fast. Ooh. Um, come to find out later on when we were really like, I think my nephew, cause she had him when we think about 16, maybe something like that. Um, we became friends with the, like we were friends with the other like teenage girls and they was doing the same thing. They just ain't happened to get pregnant. That's all. It was just like, everybody was doing the same thing. <laughs> it was just like, what? What? Um, 
so with that my parents was extremely upset they got extreme they got they got even more strict it's like you think you could be strict with your teenagers like they was even more strict so um because my sister already had this baby it was already known that okay yeah you're having sex okay my mother was trying to figure out my boyfriend I had at the time since I like we lost a lot of freedom we couldn't do nothing it was go to school come straight home like literally she would be clocking us to walk in the door um but because my sister had the son with the with the father you know she got a lot of the dad to see his son or whatever they didn't really like that idea they didn't really you know care for him nothing like that because he was whirly so they were just like, oh, you bring this upon yourself. You see what happened. Um, but my mom, oh, when my sister gave birth, let me tell y'all, my mother brought me into the delivery room. And I remember the nurse asking my mom about birth control for my sister. And she said to the nurse, this is birth control for her. This is birth control. She won't be back. And um, I will lie y'all. That stuck with me for a long time, baby, because I was just like, nope, mm-mm, I'm not, mm-mm, I'm, I'm good. I am good with the tea on it, okay? Because that pain looked crazy. They loved my nephew. We all loved him. It was like, it was a baby around. He was so sweet watching him grow. Oh, such a joy. Right now, my nephew is, this year, he'll be 23. That's my baby. That is my baby. I have watched him grow. I used to change his diapers. Like, that is my baby. Um, But, yeah, so growing up in a household, it was a lot of conversations that I had about... Think about when you were a teenager, the things you might have went through, things you want to talk about. There was so much. I remember girls not being my friend. I wanted more friends. I couldn't have more friends. The girls used to go to parties and stuff. I wanted to go to a party. I never got to go to a party. Um, when we, once we moved, we got, you know, I remember if you listen to last week's, um, not last week, the previous, uh, podcast before this episode, uh, I talked about when we got put out, whatever, when we got put into, um, an apartment, apartments and projects, that's, that's how they do. Um, when we got there, um, I really was um, considering joining, like becoming a part and I was doing all the things and I wasn't talking to nobody and I wasn't dealing with no boys, no nothing. I was strictly focused and um, I don't remember what threw me off. I don't, I don't remember. I think I maybe just had a real long thought about it, like where I wanted my life to go. And um, I was just like, hmm. I really wanted to go to school. Like I really wanted to go to school. I didn't get the chance to go away. I went. I went to college when I graduated. I went to like a local college, and because I went to college, now mind you, now New Yorkers, y'all gonna understand. If you ever been in New York or tri-state area, y'all know. Um, I went to college at Staten Island. Okay, y'all know Staten Island is a place we do not venture off to. I wanted to change the scenery. It was beautiful out there. It was beautiful. I loved it. But baby, when the winter came. Cheese and bread. I was like, what is happening? Why is it so cold? I'm on the ferry. The temperature is dumb cold. I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't do it. So I stopped going. That's I stopped going and that's when I started to take the religion a little bit more seriously, like that. 
and then I was like, I really want to go to school for something. I, I want to be able to say I did something. Um, I ended up finding a culinary arts school in Philadelphia, which for me was close enough that I could get back home if I wanted to get back home. And I remember asking my parents, you know, about it. And my mother was real reluctant not to, like, she really didn't want me to do it. But by that time, I was, um... I was in my early 20s. Y'all, I was in my early 20s. Imagine going to school, away for school for the first time in your early 20s. I was so behind on everything. Everything. Mind you, I'm in school. I could buy liquor. I could do anything I freaking wanted to. Um, sorry, y'all. I had a... Somebody rang my doorbell. Anyway, um... I'm trying to remember where I was at. Now I see y'all done lost my focus. Oh my dear. But yeah, I went away to school or whatever. Um, And I was really behind on everything because I had never done anything. Never did anything. So when I got the chance to be away, y'all, I was going out. I was clubbing. All the girls was, you know, they we would go out because it's college life too. I was clubbing, doing all the stuff that I ain't never done, going to parties, at, at birthday parties. I'm working. I'm doing everything. I felt so behind. And I think a lot of the choices that I've made going forward um, is because I was, I live a pretty much shelter life. Like, um, I remember, uh, um, I'm trying to, what you, what do you call that? Um, one of my roommates, one of my roommates in college, she was from DC and she was telling me stories about, you know, people shooting and this and that happening. And I'm like, what? What? Like, it literally was like a whole new world for me. And I'm like, like, these things really happen? Like, granted, I've seen things on the news, but the things she was telling me, boyfriends and fighting and this and that, I was so intrigued. I was so intrigued. Like, what? Get out of here. Um, as I, as I, um, as I grew in age and things like that, I always, um, wondered, you know, what happened to those teenage kids that was touching on the little kids? And I remember a documentary came out about it. And um, a, a woman who, she same, she was a mom. And she was the one telling the story or whatever. Um, she actually went to the headquarters to let them know. And they was like, you know, let God deal with it. God will take care of it. And I was just like, that's not enough for me. That's that's not enough for me. And because of that, I never joined. And I always felt... I know some people are like, yeah, you could let God deal with it. And I don't I don't say that, you know, he, he can deal with a lot of things, you know, but I'm just like, um, for for that, um the law needs to be involved. The law needs to get involved because you're putting other children in jeopardy and harm's way. That's not okay. And for me, once I had kids, I was very like, ah, 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 my kids don't go nowhere. I'm very cautious of where they go. I'm protective over them in that way. And I promised myself the way that I grew up, I would not have, I would not raise my kids that same way. I would not, could not. We gonna have open discussions. Um, I used to spank my kids. I, I used to. And then I realized when I would hit them, I would really feel bad after. I would feel bad. And the more I came to 
um, read about different parenting, do different parenting things, it made me realize that there are other ways to do things. There, there are other ways. And even now, even even now in my 30s, I re- in my late 30s, I realized that sometimes spanking is done out of the parent's anger. You're so upset, you don't know how to communicate other, any other way but then to hit. So people say, oh, you uh, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. And I'm just like, I just don't think you know how to effectively communicate. That's, that's all it is. You just don't know how to communicate properly with your child to find out what your child's needs are. When I see people hitting three-year-olds, two-year-olds, I'm just like, how? How? They don't know how to talk yet. They have an attention. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're cold. Maybe they're tired. They want to be picked up. They want to be shown attention. They might need something from you that they can't communicate to you. And I, I just feel like, and you know, people going say they're going to do what they do with their children. And literally, we will agree to disagree. But I know how to handle my relationship with those people going forward. That is not the lifestyle that I choose for myself. And it's not the lifestyle that I choose for those around me. That's just that. Um, having... Having the strict bringing uh um upbringing has um it did keep me like morally focused like I knew right from wrong was you know what things not to do no stealing nothing you know I, I I knew some of those things I won't say it was all in vain but a lot of the things that I needed when I was younger especially in those teenage years I did not get I did not get um. And for that, it's just—I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Is is growing up strict? Um, you know what? Let me tie this in. There was a show on ABC called The Parent Test, and the person who ended up winning was the strict parent. Um, but they they put her. They put her. First of all, she was a single mom, which I absolutely adored. Uh, biracial. Um, and she was supposed to be the strict parent, but when they showed the different examples of how her her daughter interacted, first of all, I was like, to me, that don't de- that don't seem strict. That just seemed like they have an open communication where we respect boundaries and such like that. You know, like it, it was different. She did say she used to spank her daughter and such like that, but I guess maybe she changed up. And being around all the different parents and learning different parent techniques, you know, you you see other styles that work, and you're like, I ain't never tried that before. I could I could try that. That that's a lot different. So having being a strict parent can mean you know maybe you don't allow your kids to do all the things that all the other kids are doing, which is which is okay. But you have to know the limits and boundaries to being a strict parent. And I feel like for my parents, they lacked a lot. But I feel like they also had their own issues that they brung into our childhood from their childhood that they didn't even know how to handle with us. So when people say breaking generational, you know curses and such like that y'all like that is so real like you look at how you were raised and think about do i want to raise my children in the same way some people say oh i didn't turn out bad baby you in therapy every week for the last five years of your life talking about stuff that happened in your childhood but you turned out all right i'm gonna let that sit with you anyway until next week y'all